Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. It's time to get cozy in bed and listen to tonight's story. Our sleep story tonight is the fourth part of the tale of Daddy Longlegs. Daddy Longlegs is so scared about trying to stop the horse and carriage that he asks Sandy Chipmunk to help. Sandy helps in his own way, and Daddy Longlegs gets onto the carriage. Once he is home, everybody wants to come and hear about his adventure. Daddy Longlegs tells the story so many times that soon people are no longer interested in listening. When Daddy Longlegs goes to tell Rusty Wren, he finds himself in trouble. No matter how your day was, let's forget about it for now and focus on slowing down and feeling relaxed. Close your eyes and feel warm and secure. Next, I would like you to take a slow, deep breath in through your nose. As big a breath as you can and as slowly as you can. Then slowly let the air out through your mouth. Taking deep belly breaths helps us relax at any time of the day, but it's a great habit to have before sleep. Try it again. Take a deep breath in and let the air slowly flow out. Take a deep breath in And now out. Breathe in deeply, filling your body with air and relaxation. Breathe out slowly, expelling any tension. Try to keep breathing slowly and deeply as we continue with the fourth part of the tale of Daddy Longlegs. Every one of Daddy Longlegs' eight knees began to shake when Sandy Chipmunk told him to stand in the middle of the road in order to stop the old horse Ebenezer who was pulling the wagon in which Johnny Green and his grandmother were riding. I can't do that, Daddy shrieked, shrinking away from the dusty road. I'm so small that they wouldn't see me, and the first thing I'd know, I'd be run over. You'll have to stop the wagon for me. You're so much bigger than I am. But Sandy Chipmunk said he didn't like to speak to Johnny Green on account of a little trouble he had with Johnny's father over a letter. Can't you wave your tail at him? Daddy Longlegs begged him. 
that won't be speaking to him, you know. Wave your tail at Johnny Green until he stops the horse, and then you can run away if you want to. And while the horse is standing still, I'll scramble into the wagon without anybody seeing me. Now, Sandy Chipmunk was a good-natured person. And he saw that unless the wagon stopped, Daddy Longlegs was going to be terribly disappointed. So he told Daddy that he would do what he could to help him. Then Sandy leaped easily to the edge of the watering trough at one side of the road and began waving his tail backwards and forwards like a flag. That's right, Daddy Longlegs shouted approvingly, but I wish you'd wave a little harder. I'm afraid they won't see you. So Sandy Chipmunk redoubled his efforts and he wagged his tail so hard that before he knew what was happening, he had lost his footing, slipped off the edge of the trough, and found himself floundering in the water. Daddy Longlegs was watching the wagon so anxiously that he never noticed what was happening to his friend. But he observed that Johnny Green began to laugh. And pointing toward the watering trough, Johnny cried, Oh, look, Grandma, look! The old horse, Ebenezer, too, seemed interested in what was going on. Anyhow, he swerved to the right and walked straight up to the trough, and the wagon came to a stop. That was Daddy Longlegs' chance. He hurried to one of the rear wheels, and in spite of the wind, he climbed quickly up and hid himself in the corner of the wagon box. Meanwhile, Sandy Chipmunk, spluttering and choking, managed to pull himself out of his unexpected bath and frisked out of sight among the trees that fringed the road. Well, I stopped the wagon anyhow, he said to himself as he scampered away. And that was just where he was mistaken. The old horse, Ebenezer, wanted a drink. That was why he paused at the trough. He thrust his muzzle deep into the cold spring water and drank so long that Johnny Green began to be worried for fear that he would burst. But old Ebenezer wouldn't budge until he had drunk his fill. When he was ready, and not before, the wagon went rumbling up the road again, taking Johnny Green and his grandmother home to the farmhouse, and also carrying Daddy Longlegs back to the stone wall, where little Mr. Chippy lived in the wild grapevine. Daddy Longlegs was delighted to be at home again, and Mr. Chippy, as well as other neighbors, remarked that they had never seen him so happy and cheerful. Perhaps one reason for Daddy Longlegs' good spirits was the fact that the wind no longer blew and he could go about without being battered around. He was so relieved by the change in the weather that it seemed to him there could be no danger anywhere. 
Little did Daddy Longlegs dream that a great army was right then making plans to capture him. And still less did he imagine that he was going to meet with a real adventure before the day was through. Daddy Longlegs had so many pleasant ideas in his head that there was no room in it for any thought of danger. He had found that his neighbors considered him a hero because he had ridden in Farmer Green's wagon. A good many of Daddy Longlegs' friends rushed at once to the stone wall to talk with him as soon as they heard the news. And naturally, he began to feel quite important. Weren't you frightened? People asked him. Weren't you afraid that the horse would run away? Oh no, I wasn't the least bit scared, though I admit it was a dangerous feat, Daddy Longlegs told them. Then he would strut and swagger about, trying to appear as if there wasn't a braver person than he in all of Pleasant Valley. And he talked about his wild ride to everybody that would listen to him. At first, Daddy's friends enjoyed hearing about his adventure, but he boasted so much about his bravery that his listeners soon grew tired of hearing him talk. And instead of his having many callers, it was not long before Daddy Longlegs found that nobody came near him, even to say howdy-do. He lived with his loneliness as long as he could, though he found it hard not to talk when he had so much to say. And feeling at last that he was in danger of choking over the babble that surged up from within him, Daddy Longlegs decided that he would go and call on Rusty Wren, who lived in the cherry tree near Farmer Green's bedroom window. Rusty will be glad to know of my ride in the wagon, Daddy thought, and besides, I'd like to hear about his cousin's party, which I missed on account of the big wind. So off Daddy Longlegs started, the moment the idea popped into his head. He was the least bit uneasy, perhaps, for fear Rusty Wren might not be at home, in which case he would have nobody to talk to except Rusty's wife. And everybody knew that she was a person of uncertain temper. But Daddy Longlegs found Rusty perched on the tin roof of his house. His house was made up of a maple syrup can. And the first thing that Daddy Longlegs said to him was this. Is your wife at home? Now that may seem a strange question, but Rusty Wren appeared to know what his caller meant. Anyhow, Rusty said, no, in such a cheerful tone that Daddy Longlegs knew they could have a good chat without being disturbed. I suppose you've heard of my great adventure, Daddy Longlegs began, as soon as he learned that Rusty Wren was alone, that is, alone except for his six growing children inside the house. No doubt you know all about my daring deed. Why, no, Rusty Wren replied looking at his visitor with no little wonder, 
for he had always believed Daddy Longlegs to be one of the mildest and most timid of all the field people. What have you been doing? Rusty asked. Something that you've never done, Daddy Longlegs told him proudly. I took a ride in Farmer Green's wagon yesterday after the old horse Ebenezer. Yes, yes, go on, Rusty urged him. What happened to you? What happened to me? cried Daddy Longlegs. I should think that riding in a wagon was adventure enough for anyone without any other sort of danger added to it. But Rusty Wren didn't agree with him. Riding in a wagon is nothing, he declared. Farmer Green rides in one almost every day. And as for its being dangerous, there's only the danger that you'll be late arriving at the place you're going, especially if you have to depend on old Ebenezer to take you. He's several thousand times my size, yet I can fly further in a day than he can trot in two weeks. Well, Rusty's scoffing remarks made Daddy Longlegs quite upset. He had come to Rusty's house in order to boast, and of course, he was disappointed when he found that Rusty Wren did not think him a hero at all. We'll say no more about the matter, Daddy Longlegs observed stiffly. I can see that you are jealous, and I always make it a rule not to argue with jealous people. Rusty Wren couldn't help but feeling somewhat upset. He realized that perhaps he had not been very polite to his visitor. I meant no harm, he ventured, and if you want to change the subject, I've no objection. Very well, Daddy Longlegs replied. Let's talk about your cousin's party at Black Creek. I was sorry I couldn't make it, but the high wind prevented me from traveling that day. Then it was Rusty Wren's turn to look disappointed. There wasn't any party, he said. Old Mr. Crow was mistaken. My cousin's party took place exactly a year earlier. So Mr. Crow was 12 months late with his news. When he heard that, Daddy Longlegs couldn't help laughing right in Rusty Wren's face. I don't see any joke, Rusty snapped. I can tell you that it's a good deal of a disappointment to have your mind all made up for a party and then find out there is none. Perhaps you're right, said Daddy Longlegs. Anyhow... I'm glad now that there was a wind that day, because the wind prevented my walking all the way to Black Creek for nothing. Well, there's no wind now to keep you from walking anywhere you want to go, said Rusty Wren slyly. He hoped that Daddy Longlegs would take the hint and leave, for he did not care to talk with him any longer. Besides, it was time for Rusty to feed his six growing children. Soon, to Rusty's relief, Daddy Longlegs began to creep down the trunk of the cherry tree. If he had known what is in store for him, he might not have left just then. When Daddy Longlegs went to call on Rusty Wren, 
he did not know that a whole army had planned to capture him. But it was true, nevertheless, that a plot had been hatched against him. Now, right beneath the old cherry tree where Rusty had his home, there lived a colony of ants. And it was Rusty's habit, and his wife's as well, to enjoy an occasional meal or a light snack by capturing and eating such ants that were not quick enough to keep out of harm's way. Such actions only served to make the Wren family heartily disliked by every member of the ant colony. But there was nothing the ants could do except to try to be careful. And they were so angry that since they were powerless to harm the Wrens, they were quite ready and eager to vent their anger on Rusty's smaller friends. This was the reason why they had determined to attack Daddy Longlegs at the very first opportunity. Yes, the members of the ant colony had made up their minds to capture Daddy Longlegs the next time he should visit Rusty Red. And the ant army of fierce fighters was all prepared for a terrible battle. Each day, ants took their posts and stayed on watch, ready to give the alarm the moment Daddy Longlegs came hobbling through the grass near the foot of the cherry tree. And when, at last, Daddy fell into the trap on the day that he visited Rusty to boast about his wagon ride, the news of his arrival spread like wildfire. The ants had not said a word to Daddy Longlegs as he passed their home and climbed up the cherry tree. They allowed him to go unharmed. But while he was high up in the tree chatting with Rusty Wren, ants hurried back to their stronghold from every direction. And in a surprisingly short time, the whole army was ready and waiting, waiting for Daddy Longlegs to descend to the ground. When he had finished his visit, Daddy Longlegs left the cherry tree and started homeward. But he had not gone more than a few inches when the ant army sprang out of the ground as if by magic. The soldiers were all around Daddy Longlegs before he realized what was happening. And then he saw that it was too late for him to turn back and try to escape by climbing the tree again. Being a timid person, he was frightened at once. And looking up toward Rusty Wren's house, he cried, Help! Help! in a terror-stricken voice. But Daddy's cries brought no answer. Rusty Wren had flown away to find food for his hungry children. The ants had seen him leave. And they knew that they had nothing to fear from him. As the army closed in around him, Daddy Longlegs thought that he had never been in such danger in all his life before. And that is the end of this part. I can't wait to see what's going to happen to Daddy Longlegs. Good night. Mm -hmm.
sleep tight.